0: Hello, and welcome to Cubicle Confidential, weekly advice for the working stiff. I'm Chris DeSantis, and let me introduce my co-host, starting with bees, the boisterous, the brash, and the ever-so-beautiful Mary Abijay.
1: DeSantis good thing you ended with beautiful because brash was like was making me grip my teeth a little bit but thank you I was
0: gonna go with the momentarily blonde
1: <laughs> the half blonde the bottle blonde, the bottle blonde. <laughs> well everybody I am the beautiful Mary Abadie we're just gonna stick with that one and I would like to introduce to you my co-host the benevolent ish
0: <laughs> the
1: brainy ish <laughs> and the never boring ever Chris DeSantis. <laughs>
0: Hi, Mary. How you doing? I
1: added the issues only after the brass of the brass. No, the yeah, brass I got comment. that.
0: I, right, right, right. Ish, Ish. ish. Oh, how are you? I'm good,
1: Chris. So close to vacation, I can taste it.
0: I know. You should tell this, our listening audience. Uh, well, by the way, we're going to be gone for a while, mm-hmm. uh, but we will have some uh, best of episodes coming up. But Mary's going somewhere fun. I'm not going anywhere fun, but Mary is.
1: I am. I'm going to Ireland, people. Ireland.
0: Ah, ah. faith big oh, be gone. I, 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 I
1: can do a Scottish accent. I can't do an Irish accent. Uh, my <laughs> Scottish accent is this. Oh, God, lassie. <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, so yeah, That's so we're gonna good. we're gonna uh, start off. We fly through Dublin. But we're gonna start off in Belfast. Then we're gonna be in Cork all through the south, and then in Wicklow, and then Dublin. So we're gonna stand kind of stay kind of center, uh, south coast, on um, mostly on the east side. Uh, three weeks, and we are very excited.
0: And then uh, you're renting a car, right? You're gonna have, you're gonna drive. We're gonna have a I car guess.
1: for a little while, but we're not gonna we're not gonna have a car the whole time. So we're gonna be doing uh. a hiking tour uh, with this a company that does hiking tours for like six days. Uh, and we're gonna spend when we're in the cities in Belfast and Dublin, we're probably not gonna have a car. So we'll have a car for about half the time.
0: I was told though from people friends who have gone before, having a car is not necessarily a, a dream come true with in Ireland. Well, because per- you're on the other side of the road and the roads are like sidewalks. Yeah, in terms that's what of I hear. Width. It's really scary, but yeah. you know
1: that falls under not my problem. That falls under <laughs> <laughs> my husband's problem because I intend to be like just uh, the navigator and the screamer. Honey, look out! <laughs> but I'm really excited. I'm hack I'm actually half Irish, so this is, this is. I'm really excited. So.
0: Oh, okay. What is that? Uh, what is the name of the, on your Irish side? What McCarty. is the family name? McCarty. McCarty. McCarty.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. It was my my mother's people. My mother's father was Irish.
0: Mother's Okay. I'm part Scottish. Yeah, I think. I think I am. And my other but half is all time. Arab, so. Oh, it's the it part
1: makes... we talk about all the time. We 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 rarely ever talk about our Irish side because it's just not as interesting as the Arab side. <laughs> <gasps> well, I mean I wouldn't
0: bring that up in Ireland. Well no,
1: I I intend to really be the Macart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Yeah, you gotta play that card. So I'm gonna
1: be taking some me time the next couple of weeks, people.
0: Yes. Oh, so what a nice segue. Because that is exactly what we're talking about. We got some questions that um, in fact, I, I had to really uh troll through things because I thought this was a nice sort of a send-off, but we are doing some taking some me time questions, and that's what people have written in about. So uh some interesting ones. Uh are you ready to start this off? You ready?
1: I think so. Let's make this happen.
0: Okay, here we go. This is from Use It or Lose It in Atlanta.
2: Hi, CC. I know this sounds bad, but I haven't taken a vacation in seven years. I've been banking the vacation time. Now the company is changing the rules, and it's either a use it or lose it policy with a vacation carryover of only five days. The existing vacation time must be used within the next 24 months, or I'll lose it. I have roughly 14 weeks of vacation. I could be gone for weeks at a time, or months, if I want to use it all at once. I was recently promoted, and now I'm the facilities manager for the corporate HQ. I do a great deal of fixing things for senior staff. If I take time off, I'm going to be missed, but if I don't, I lose all that time. I dream of sitting on a beach, but I don't want to risk my future because of it. Can I take the time off? And if so, how do I stay in their good graces? Signed, Use It or Lose It in Atlanta.
1: Oh. oh dear God! Shame on you. Use it or lose it. For uh, and I say that because you know vacation time is a benefit, and you should take your benefits, mm. right? Uh, they're an asset to you. And the problem is now your benefits have accrued so much that there actually might be a potential liability for you if right, you use right. them, right? I mean, I think that's right. what he's talking about. I'm assuming it's a he. I don't know. Uh, no, so I, let's go with it. Uh, so I, you know, I'm not going to be able to tell you what to do: use it or lose it. But I'm gonna give you some options and the pros and cons of each option. Um, Mm. So, And because, you know, uh, as my team will tell you, my love language is a spreadsheet. Uh, So I did a quick computation of this and 14 weeks of vacation time add up to about 70 days. Wow. 70 days. So the challenge here is to figure out how to get his 70 days. So here's a couple of things, right? So first of all, I kind of looked at this as a Goldilocks thing, right? You could do it Mm -hmm. in small chunks, medium chunks or large chunks right so let's right. say you did the large chunks so this might say like taking a month off here and a month off there or a 70 days off you know like ripping that band-aid being done and people have short memories so it might have a little bit of blowback in the beginning but i think in the long term you could do a big chunk or two mm-hmm. or two kind of big chunks um, mm-hmm. uh, the other thing is to do medium chunks this would be a couple two week vacations here and there uh mm-hmm. throughout the next two years I don't like the medium chunks. I think people will keep thinking you're on vacation again. You're on vacation again. <laughs> right. You're on vacation again. Right. And I'm thinking that's going to thing. or you could do small chunks, right? Which you literally means that you could take one good two week vacation. And then maybe you take every other Friday off for the next two years. I did the wow. math on this. It worked. And people will just get used to the fact that you are off on Fridays. Right. Uh, so those are a couple of cho- of choices. My I think my last choice would be the medium, uh, the medium sized chunks, because I know I'm my, we have unlimited vacation and my team, and you know, when I keep seeing the same team member taking a week off like every other month, I get annoyed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I get a little bit annoyed. So here's
1: the thing. I think I have, what uh, my last thought on this is, um, uh, you know, you could actually see if you can't negotiate some of this vacation time for hard cold cash, so you could ask. Oh, if I like that. Position of buying back some of your time. You may not get a one for one deal, but they might be like, "Yeah, we really don't want you gone for seventy days, so let's write you a check." Like, do some negotiation. So maybe you could cash oh, them I in. Oh, I hadn't even thought of I'm that's telling you that. That's great. With them cash. But all in all, what I would also recommend is you sit down with your supervisor and you kind of lay out these different options with them and get their opinion. Ask them which one you think would be the best, uh, and tell them what your concerns are, and see if you can't kind of get their input on what they. think would be the best way for you to use these uh and of course when you're gone you've got to make sure so there's someone that's going to help you know do your stuff while you're gone so that's my answer
0: well i i think you came impressive right (laughs) yes you this was like a a statistician just gave the response. i had
1: so much fun with this i was just like i was i was even going to create a calendar for this person (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> wow that's so i came at this so differently because i didn't i didn't come into it with a because i didn't have in my head this time and when you lay out the time i'm thinking wow that's a lot of days yeah. that's a lot of time just read i i came in from this point of anxiety mm. meaning that he's a facilities manager uh and he's he does in the quotes fixing things for senior staff i'm i've worked in Corporate HQs, and I know facilities managers. And these fixing things tend to be a lot of personal stuff too. It's so weird how senior staff will take advantage of people into some degree, saying, "Hey, I'm having a problem with my internet in my home. Could you mind stopping over?" On earth? Like those they'll, they'll, they'll really go outside of what is appropriate. I had one guy had a uh, one one guy had to redesign a a refrigerator because his the chairman didn't like the way the ice cubes were shaped. So craziness. Anyway, well, my point I have was- to
1: be honest. I'm very picky about my ice, my ice cubes as well. <laughs> yes, yes. So,
0: well, but I hear it. Let me just... It's not
1: necessarily that person's job, but I I can I can appreciate exactly. the proclivity towards certain ice cube shapes.
0: No, no, I get that. And but my point would be the operative word here uh is he's a facilities manager. So, and I think you alluded to this. You've got staff. So, my point would be first off, get your staff acclimated to who handles what and in what situations do you need to be involved? Meaning, what would be, you know, and so and then at the same time, assign your staff to the senior players, meaning you're, you're the liaisons, because what you really need is a buffer. That's your anxiety, is what if they call and I'm not there? You see, you're going away on vacation is one thing, but you're not there when they need you. That's the thing you're worried about. So you get that, you find, and then you say, what is the exceptions list? That would be, when, when do I actually need to be involved? When do I need to be exceptional? Now, here's going to Mary's point about this chunking of vacations. I think you need to take at least two vacations. The first vacation is a test run because you're going to be anxious letting go. You're in, you've got this new job. You've all along, you think part of why you got promoted is because I fixed things for senior people. By the way, I think you're better than that. You got promoted because you can know how to run a corporate facility, but you do fix things for senior people. So to reduce some of your anxiety, I think you do a test run and you touch base, sort of, uh, I would say, vacation domestically for two weeks. (laughs) So you have sort of access to you in in and out, check in. You know, the other thing I would do, I know this sounds really crazy, is create a journal of of your time and say, what are you feeling each day relative to this? Well, on vacation- while on vacation saying, what am I, you know, did I have to think about this today? Did I think about this today? Did I do, you know, are the things that come up that remind you of what you need to be thinking about? The things that you need in terms of how am I feeling personally, plus what I need to do next time I do this, all of that then. So upon your return, you look at the issues log, you see what was done, you see maybe what do I have to uh, accomplish. And then I go back to Mary's suggestion. Now take that big vacation, the whopper. And so in the Whopper, because now you've got all your ducks in a row. Or I also like Mary's idea, gosh, every Friday off. Every other Friday. Two years. Every other, fr- other Friday for two years ain't so bad ain't so either. bad. But you've got a dream of a beach. So f- get yourself to that beach. Yeah. So anyway, that's my thought.
1: I love it. I think I love that. And, you know, I think you're absolutely right around. Like you've got to really, part of, you know, part of the reason this person hasn't taken vacation is they probably have some misguided notion that they can't take a vacation because yes, they'll the, be missed the, or they won't be so i think they need to get over that so i like although i would never do the journal i like the idea of it
0: well i'm I, so you're no i i my point of the journal is this guy's Person dealing with anxiety. No, no you I know. Totally, I totally, I totally get yeah. it.
1: I'm just saying, I like the idea, that I'm just not. I yeah. would never do it because. Yeah,
0: no. Some people won't. Some people love journals. I, you know, like, yeah.
1: But you yeah. know, I'm, I'm stuck back on the ice cube conversation.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. So, no, but Chris, I, by the way, what are yeah. what
1: are what is your favorite ice cube shape?
0: I think those perfectly round ones <gasps> are, are the. Best. I was
1: going to say the same thing. You know who has yeah, those? McDonald's just, has you know, those. They've always had the oh, best ice. I love the I just round think discs. Really,
0: Look, this is a story. I remember this years ago. This guy, the facilities manager at the, where I was working, uh, was contacted by the the spouse of the of the chairman, uh, the spouse of the the head cheese, and she said she did not like the way the, the ice cubes came out. So they had to go to the manufacturer. This is how far they went. The manufacturer of refrigerators, who made the, and they had a they had a custom refrigerator made for just under hundred thousand oh dollars that gosh. dispenses. The kind of ice that this person thought was right. Oh my god! I know, right? I, you know, Isn't that I crazy? kind of like if
1: you have the money. Well, it depends on whether it was their personal money or, or, or corporate money. Oh, well, it's corporate. Oh, corporate. Corporate. Then, then, then it was a corporate apartment. That's, that's all wrong. That's all That was wrong. all That's wrong. all kinds of wrong. All I, wrong. I, But nobody. Yeah. It. I mean, I love that they got the ice of their dreams, but all, all kinds of wrong to spend corporate money on that.
0: All kinds of wrong. All kinds of wrong. But that was what the this facilities manager had to be involved in, in the personal aspects. And so I'm thinking this guy, this person probably has some of that. You know I'm what I'm saying? Sure. The line gets blurred because nobody says no to you when you're a big cheese. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So anyway, good luck. Take that vacation and wear sunscreen. And
1: send us postcard.
0: That's a postcard. All right, you ready for the second I am one? I'm ready, Freddie. All right, this one is Anchors Away in Charlotte.
2: Hello. I'm a fan of the show, and I thought I'd run this by you, even though I know what I'll do. I have been invited to speak at a conference in Oslo this fall, it's not work related. I collect World War II paraphernalia, mostly U-boat related, and so I'm a minor authority on naval vessels. The company I work for has several big plants in Germany. I thought I might use some of my budget to see what they are doing relative to our U.S. plants. I know we are on the cutting edge, and so I'm unlikely to learn anything new. But I also know if I don't spend the budgeted money, I will lose it. I figure I can kill two birds with one stone by going there and then hopping over to Oslo. The question I have for you is, is this ethically dubious and is there a downside if someone finds out about the World War II conference? Signed, Anchors Away in Charlotte.
1: Hmm. Uh, quick answer, yes and yes, uh, but I have to say like this, I, I wrestled with this. I went both uh-huh. ways on this several times uh-huh. and then I came down on, you know, honesty is usually the best policy and, mm-hmm. you know, the definition of integrity is, you know, doing the right thing when nobody's looking. Right. Ooh, and so yeah. I was like, oh, you know, even though i probably, I'd probably book that trip and go to Oslo and not tell a word because I don't have that much integrity. Uh, no, I do. I'm not, I would never spend someone else's money on that. But um, uh, so here, you know, for me, the dilemma comes down to sort of like a chicken and egg kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. what's the first intention? Are you billing the trip to Germany in order to pay for your trip to Oslo? Right. Or, yeah. you know, so this wh- how the company sees this, like if you went to them and said, hey, I'm well, I'm invited to speak in Oslo. It's this really cool thing. It's not about our business, but I thought I would then, you know, pay for that trip by scheduling a trip to Germany and look at our plants. The company's gonna be like, "Fuck you, no, right?" You know it. You but know it. But if you said, "Hey, hey, like I want to go to Germany to check out our plants, even though I don't think we'll learn much, I just think it'd be good, and I've got this extra budget. What do you think?" And they say yes, then you say, "Great." Oh, by the way, I'm gonna take a couple of vacation days, and then maybe you come back a day later and say, "Oh my god." You know, as luck would have it, I just got invited to Oslo, and that <laughs> the the with that is like you that would work, but you you're still that's not integrity, right? So right. I don't know. I guess at the I guess I guess what I would say is to split the trip. Uh, so I think I might go talk oh. go talk to whoever is in charge of my budget and I might say to them, you know, um, I might say, listen, I really would love to get over to Germany. I've always wanted to go to Germany to check out our plant. Um, I think it might be interesting to, for me to see how, what they do and it might be interesting for them for here learn about what we do. Uh, I'd love to do that trip, you know. As luck would have it, uh, I've just been invited to Oslo, so I intend, I'm intending to go to Oslo no matter what. And I thought, well, maybe while I'm there, I could go to Germany as well. And I'm thinking if I do that, check our plant, maybe we could split the trip. Uh, we mm. could share the airfare, uh, cause I'm going to go anyway. You know, you take care of the German side. I'll take care of the Oslo side. And chances are, if when you're honest like that, I would think the boss might say, you know, we'll take care of the whole airfare. Don't worry about it. Uh, you know, if they can find value for you going to Germany in the first place, but I do think being as honest or transparent is probably the best thing to do.
0: Yeah, I like your advice. I, you know, I thought... Let me start. I, I came at it slightly differently because I, I agree with you. This is about integrity and, and you're displaying it because you're you're having a, a bout of conscience.
1: Although the, he already knows what he's going to do and he didn't tell us what it was. So. Yeah, he's already said he knows what
0: he's going to do. My guess he's going to Oslo. My,
1: My guess, guess he's, he's going to Oslo. Because he
0: said he's a, he's a minor authority or something He's like
1: got to go talk. He's a minor authority you in like U-boats it. or something.
0: First of all, how many conferences are there where they're going to ask you to talk yeah. on this topic?
1: You got to <laughs> go. Know?
0: You got to show up at the one that you are asked to go to. So, But I think here you frame this issue, in, in, is it ethically dubious, uh, as ethically dubious? Well, rather than use a, a, a false premise to go overseas, make it a good one. You, you also said, you said this. In the U.S., we have cutting-edge practices that maybe you should think in terms of best practices. So what my advice would be is you would say, call your counterparts over at the plants in Germany and say, what issues are they tackling that you have cutting-edge solutions for? You see, in advance, so once you know, on basically, you then create a, a roadshow of best practices of what you're already doing. Conversely, on that same phone call, you ask them about, these are the issues we are confronting in terms of the things we, what are you doing there that might help us? And my point would be, you're prepping them for meetings about how they could help you in return. So my point is we move it away from the ethically dubious to the actual value driven, meaning that there's value in doing this. I also though, like what Mary said though, is I would still tell my boss, say, look, I know what's going on. Look, here the deal is, I have, coincidentally, an opportunity for me to speak over there. I know I have extra budget. I know that I'm sort of manufacturing an aspect of this saying, look, I, I wanna, I'm going to share some of our best practices. Is there enough value in there to do yep. this for them? That's exactly right. Is, yep. is there? Is if there? If you say there isn't, then what I'd like to do is I'd like to still go over there. I will, and I love Mary's advice. I'll split the cost. I'll pay my way to Oslo. You pay my way back from Germany. I'll visit our plants. My theory is they'll cover the yeah, nuts. Yeah, that's exactly
1: what I said. I agree.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. Because you're going to turn this from a, you know, uh, basically, uh, speaking Not it's not a boondoggle anymore. Yeah, it's that's a reward. exactly right. It's a reward. You know,
1: and I, I because you do have a plant there, I I see you have a very high rate of probability that your boss will say, yeah, I think that's a good idea. If yeah. you're going to be all the way over there, go say, go look at those lazy German bastards
0: and find well, out what's wrong with their plant. Yeah. Your boss is in the same uh, boat as you are when you have extra budget and this is every company they does. They know it, they need to use say. It. Yeah, exactly. They never say, "Oh, give it back because next year we won't have yeah. it." So, your boss wants you to spend it anyway. They just want you to spend it in a way that that they can defend as value driven.
1: Yeah, and I think the worst thing you could do is the worst thing you could do is to uh, Book the trip to Germany and then go to Oslo and not mention the Oslo to anybody exactly. because what happens then? I mean, we see this with government officials all the time. They they book like a a, a meeting, you know, somewhere, where then they are right. spending three weeks, you know, on their vacation, and the government, the taxpayers, pay for the whole trip in kabuto So I think I think that's the worst thing you can do is if you're completely dubious yeah. about this.
0: Yeah, unless no, unless you're Clarence Thomas, yeah. you shouldn't be doing it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God! What like uh, you know? He's unbelievable! The, right? He's not the only one over there uh, on that. Oh, court, I am sure.
0: I'm just saying. But now they come up with 38 more vacations. Oh my God! Days.
1: They're being paid come for on. like unbelievable. Oh my gosh! They're
0: just buddies. They're just my friends. They're just they're my just friends.
1: my friends. Yeah, but you know, I mean, if anybody should have higher, uh, I know higher standards of ethics and integrity, it should be the Supreme Court because if they don't, who is? You know, one of my one of my clients is. Um, I work with a lot of uh, federal district courts, uh, not with the judges, but with the court staff. And I was asking them about this and they just, they, their answer was to me simply an eye roll. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, it's, it's so bad. Like they don't have any integrity compared to like what they make us do at the district court level.
0: Well, I just know from doing things with the government, I can't give them, you know, I can't even buy them a cup of coffee, you you know, if you're, or go to lunch with them or any, you know what I'm saying? Like this is, and all of these people have, are working, they're all working for the same government. And yet at the peak of this, you you can do what you want. Yeah. Uh,
1: just, Just so America knows who's listening, like Chris and I both do a lot of work for the government we cannot buy our government clients a cup of coffee. You you, no. you, cannot, I mean, technically you can buy like up to like, I think $5 or something, but you literally cannot. Um, And so if you ever see someone taking their government client out to lunch and they're paying for it, that's a no-no. Uh, So right. the government clients with high integrity will never let you ever pay for anything for them.
0: Yeah, and that's how it should and be. And
1: then that's why it, does the Supreme Court get to get like lavish trips from Exactly, because we self-regulate. Yeah.
0: Well, you're not self regulating Oh, right, don't get me going. Oh, All right. right. Okay, I know. We're sorry, people. We are not a political advocate. But I needed that show. me
1: time to get that off my chest because there's no. different standards for different people in this country.
0: I, I agree. And I, I, I think that's horrible. Okay. Now, taking speaking of me time, one more. Yeah, we have time for one more. You ready? Yeah. All right. In need of a little me time in Honolulu.
2: Hi, i Mary and Chris. I am listening to one of your episodes as I write this. I am supposed to be on vacation, and yet here I am with an open laptop answering emails. I've been fielding questions from my boss and my subordinates almost every day, and with the time differences, I'm doing this into the evening. I know I can put aside my subordinate questions, but how do I tell my workaholic boss that I would like a little me time? The bad news is I will be back at work by the time you answer this. Signed. In need of a little me time in Honolulu.
1: Ah, uh, this is the naming of the show. Need me time? Answer. Exactly. Uh, well, you know, here's the thing. It is too late now. Uh, the That's time correct. to have set your boundaries, doofus, is before you left on vacation, not yes. at the end of your vacation. Which means, you know, you really do. And I get this. Let me back up. So you have a workaholic boss. So I'm going to answer this. Mm-hmm. The answer I'm going to give you, I think, would work for any workaholic for any type of a boss but probably really important for workaholic boss. So here are some of the steps that you need to follow for your next vacation. You need to have a clear conversation with your boss before you leave. I would actually suggest having this conversation several weeks before you leave. Make mm, this workaholic good. boss really uh, 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 really prepared and advanced knowledge of the time you're going to take off. Uh, the reality of this actually is that getting ready for a vacation is going to take a lot work right and it's going to be Mm -hmm. almost more work than you feel like it that you're going to need a vacation for preparing for your vacation okay so with the Mm -hmm. workaholic workaholic boss the uh, process the prep work can be onerous but it's really really important so plan ahead conversation weeks in advance be really clear about what's on your plate what are your responsibilities what can they expect and who's going to um, pick up your slack while you are gone Uh, so you want to be able to give them staff reports on everything that's happening it's almost as if you are leaving your job right Mm -hmm. that's how thorough. I want you to be with this. Uh, I want you to identify and make sure you brief up anybody that's going to be picking up your projects while you're gone so that your boss knows who they are and who they need to go to for what. Uh, also, so you're going to be doing this for a week or two before, like just keeping them in the loop, getting their comfort level down. Let your boss know if, when you will be available for urgent items. Okay? Mm-hmm. And define what urgent means. Uh, and let your boss know when you're going to be unavailable. Tell your boss you're going to put on an away message. Put on an away message. Limit looking at your emails once you're on vacation. Uh, if you really need to check your emails, do it like once a day for five minutes. Um, uh, don't be afraid to delegate emails that come your way. Like if your boss says, hey, I need this. Say, you know what? pass it on to Chris. Chris can take care of this, take care of this for you. So you want to be respectful of firm, but you got to set your boundaries before you go and make sure that you are making sure that that boss has all the information he, she, or they needs to be able to let you have vacation.
0: Wow, I think you've covered everything. I, I thought that was really right. What, but, that's because I, I am like a workaholic
1: boss. This is what my team I know, does but for I, me. I think
0: no, and that's why I think you did a great. Because what you said is you got to create some guardrails here and you got to do it sooner, sooner rather than later, much sooner in this, much sooner in this. And, and I really like the idea that you – I like that framing of what you said. Um, imagine that you're transitioning out of this job entirely. Yeah. What would you want to leave behind in terms of a sort of a, a passing of the baton? Yeah. And so, cause I think the point of this is thoroughness is the key. And I like the point you say, put what's, what are all the issues on the front burner? Who's responsible? Where are we with those issues? What should we expect on these days, you know, in terms of where we, in terms of milestones and all of that? I like that, uh, when, when are you available? I love that you stated that, you know, five minutes every day I'll be checking my emails at this point in time. Um, I think there might even be a, a scale like, um, uh, you know, sort of a, a one through five in terms of love. one is just, you know, one is just, uh, you know, here's what's going on. Five is you've got to call me back, right? You don't know, say yeah. whatever the thing is here. And so in that sense, I also would say before you leave, say, okay, I'm doing this. So is, is it, what else, what else, you know, ask the boss, you know, what else do you need in my absence? I love that. Because by the way, I would try to catch them when they're in their best mood. Yeah. So find a time when during, before you leave, that is close to when you leave, where you can get them in the best mood they, get, they have. You've seen them in, and then say, i will be leaving here. Is there anything I'm missing here?" Because, and then remind them of the things that you've done. Uh, maybe even have a, a, a paper version of what you've done, saying, I, "Am I missing here?" Because I, I need, you know, I need to make sure you're happy.
1: Yep, I love that. There,
0: and if they're already happy that day, they're going to say, "I'll be happy." You see what I'm saying? They can't go back on their happiness. So you got to get them when their mood is right. So you're playing again. This is a little Machiavellian, but you're playing their mood right. Um, I think the only other thing I would say is I would warn your direct reports about this. Person. Oh, you got
1: to brief your direct reports up. Like they yeah. all need to know. Like everyone needs to know who's doing what for one. And I would even yeah. recommend, you know, that maybe your your emails automatically get go to one of your direct reports so they can help. Yeah. They can help like uh, triage things.
0: Yeah, I think that's right. Because that way, they're in the loop right away.
1: And so, you might want to bring some who's ever going to, because I'm assuming your draft reports are the ones that are going to be taking over your projects. I would also bring your draft reports into some of your meetings with your bosses and CC them on status reports and any kind of communication that you're having.
0: Well, now, Mary, you're, you're good with this because you brought up in a, a previous show about the AAR, AAR, after action review. Yes. Would you, after coming back from vacation, would you suggest that this person sit down with their boss and say, next time I do take a vacation, which I hope to do take a vacation, what did I, what was I missing this time? What, you know, what-
1: that's a great idea. Uh, and you could even do one with your boss and with your team. I might do my team first. Okay, what fell yeah. through the cracks? Like, But I think that's yeah. a great idea to have a conversation with your boss. They're open to it. Like, you know, did you feel comfortable? I was gone. Was there anything that felt yeah. like? I like that idea, Chris.
0: Yeah, because I'm, I'm I'm thinking, because once you document that, because I summarize it in an email and file it. Yeah. Say, oh, here's what I, here, I heard you say to me, because the next vacation, you'll bring it out. And say, okay, this is the things you told me to do. I will do.
1: I love it. I love it. So, oh my yeah. gosh. So hopefully, hopefully, need me time. Next time, you will actually get the me time that you need, because yeah. you will do the pre-me time needs assessment yeah. and preparation.
0: Although I'll, I will say this, uh, a workaholic boss wants to be busy. Yeah. Is there anything you could dump on them too? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give them but, I mean, that they could and the thing about the workaholic
1: over. boss is, you know, what they, they care about just massive amounts of output. So you really do just got to keep them in in the loop ahead of time yeah, before you I go. Yeah, I think that's so. right. I think that's well, right. Well, Chris, I think that, you know, speaking of needing some me time, uh, I think our listeners probably need some me time away from me and you. Uh, so, and we are our we are going to be taking some me time, uh, our good listeners. So you're going to see in the next couple of weeks uh, we are going to re-air some of our most favorite episodes um, because Mama's going on vacation.
0: Yeah, right. We and I don't think we have uh, internet service as good. Uh, we can't link to Ireland. Yeah,
1: and I'm, I'm and there's
0: a seven hour difference. Yeah, so by the time
1: so you're ready to link, I'm going to be like you know three feet deep in shandies and shamrocks and. <laughs> Guinness and Jameson's Guinness. and all that. Yeah, all exactly. right. Well, Chris, great to see you today. Listeners, thank you for joining us. Uh, of course, a huge big thanks to our amazing overworked and underpaid producer, Mr. Jack Ettinger. If you have a workplace question or a cubicle dilemma, give us a shout. No questions too easy. No questions too hard. Lasse. Uh, there are lots of ways to reach us. Email us info at cubicleconfidential.com. Tweet us cubicle confide one or connect with us on linkedin chris desantis mary abijay cubicle confidential people we're everywhere and until we talk to you next we hope you work hard be kind please take some me time and if you can't call us No, don't call us because we won't be here (laughs) see you next (laughs) month